from Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond. And my name is Ice Artificial, your co-host. Today, we have Dimitri Vlakos of Devo. All right, Dimitri, can you tell me a bit about yourself and about your company? Sure. I head up marketing here at Devo. We are a cloud-native logging and security analytics company and helping large organizations as they shift to the cloud and they're needing to ingest and collect and analyze more and more data for security and take their security operations center called the SOC and really you know, bring that up to muster for the modern threat environment and operating environments they find themselves. Very cool. Tell me a bit about your target market, who you market to, titles and all that kind of stuff. So we target larger enterprises that have sophisticated security teams. When you look at an organization that has a security operations center, they're actually seeing more and more companies, even smaller companies have SOCs, but uh, we really focusing on people who've got security operations teams that have five, six, 10 members or greater. And so that's usually larger enterprises, or you might see smaller, heavy technology-focused companies that are heavily invested in cybersecurity. So that's that's kind of our target in terms of ideal customer profile. And in terms of the titles we're going after, they're your SOC analyst, they're the manager of the SOC, you know, and the CISO. Those are the types of personalities or types of titles we're going after. And their titles and business titles, their actual titles can be different, but their roles are really, they're either hands-on in the security operations center, managing a team in the security operations center or responsible for overall risk and security operations, you know, in an organization. Okay. Very nice. That's interesting. So what does marketing look like in the security space? How do you approach these people? How do you talk to them? So there's a variety of of ways. And I think um, we've certainly seen that shifting a lot over the last year and a half in various degrees, but uh, there's a couple of ways. One, there's certainly Digitally, you know, more and more digital is the main way. So I think from finding people reaching out with targeted outreach to their companies, when we understand there's a good fit and we see that they're good intent from them of the type of buying cycles they might be in. We also produce a lot of research, whether that's research on the SOC itself. We do an annual report we call the Devo SOC Performance Report, all about what is going on in the SOC. And we survey across the world what type from practitioners all the way to SOC managers and CISOs, what are they seeing? So that's another area. We also do comparisons of different types of technologies for the problems our buyers are facing. So those are the types of content pieces we produce. And then whether that's digital acquisition, whether that's going through communities that we know these types of people engage in, whether it's doing podcasts and other types of conversations with our customers, where we don't really talk about Devo, it's just really talking about what it, what are the challenges they're facing. And then of course, traditional events um, and webinars and things of those natures, you know, all those channels are certainly ones we, we leverage to reach our audience. I love that. And, you know, speaking of events, obviously that's a big area of focus for B2B marketers right now. And as we move out of the pandemic and, and think about what, a, what do events look like and what approach different companies taking and all this, uh, I know that's something that you guys recently have thought about a lot, and you recently uh, attended an event and all that. And 
I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on sure. events as we move out of the pandemic. Maybe I'll start with events coming into the pandemic, right? So I think it was literally, you know, don't quote me on the dates, but I think March 13th ish of 2019 is when uh, at least Massachusetts or, you know, general lockdown happened. I, I live in Massachusetts and I was at RSA, which is a large security conference. I think it ended on March 5th. And it kind of felt like you were literally getting out of Dodge, right? Like things were collapsing around you as everyone's talking about this pandemic, you kind of fly out. And then I went to New York for a board meeting. And I think it was literally the last day before everything locked down. So it was, you know, that was kind of coming into the pandemic. And then I think the adjustment, while radical and swift, you needed to really pivot quick. I even remember the board meeting I was giving, um, it was adapt or die quickly because you need to get virtual, fully virtual as fast as possible in engaging ways. And I think that was uh, not an easy shift, but it was pretty clear how you needed to shift. Uh, as we come out of the pandemic, I find it kind of the inverse. You know, it was we had a time where everyone was, vaccines are happening, it, we opened up. And it seemed like things were, quote unquote, back to normal. And then all of a sudden you get these variants coming and now things are back to a lot of uncertainty and anxiety. And so we've had some regional events that we were doing get canceled. We have some that, you know, are continuing. Uh, we were at Black Hat last week, which was about the third or fourth of the size of normally from the just the show floor itself. They probably had 6,000 people or maybe less uh, when they regularly have twenty five to 30,000. So it was definitely a different event. Little things you notice, like you can actually go get a slice of pizza or lunch at all because there's not a crazy hour, two hour line. At the same point, I think we were encouraged by the the people who were there were certainly people who were interested in real conversation and making real decisions. You didn't have the typical, you know, as CMO, you typically get all these people. Hey, someone came by. Here's their car. They want to sell you something. Press would come by. You know, we have a lot of press preset, but then press would come by. That was kind of, we certainly had some press meetings, but a lot of vendors coming and hitting you up wasn't happening, but yet we still had good conversations. We, um, you had to wear masks on the floor and then in Vegas, you were supposed to wear masks anywhere indoors, but I think off the floor show floor at, at parties, people were, you know, not where we decided not to host a party when we were going to originally. So it's adaptability like that and being able to quickly pivot and decide how are you going to adapt? And I think that will continue because we've seen whether it's states like Texas, Houston, for example, where we're about to do an event, they're quickly going to mask mandate and, you know, a level one lockdown. So what do you do there? So I think it's a highly adaptive time and it's important to, to pair people who might be, I mean, one, there's a company decision of what risk level do you as a company want to take? And then as you're looking to staff uh, events, if you're doing them, how do you make sure the people who are staffing the event are okay with wanting to actually go and willing to travel, willing to host. So it's kind of matching all of those risk tolerance levels of the people who are either going, staffing, all that needs to come into the equation. So it's it's definitely makes things a little more complex. Yeah, totally. And how do you go about approaching that? Like how, like, have you had the task force for events and you just talk about the current state of things for the week or you know, some of these events you have to kind of plan for in advance. How have you been able to handle all that with these changing? Yeah. Lines? So I think some of them, like we've had one event where the actual vendor hosting the event has given money back because they're like, mm -hmm. look, we're not anticipating the same amount of people. 
luckily that event they do a lot of the the booth you kind of kind of have a selection of booths and you you know select what logos and stuff would be it's not a huge amount of build on your own but certainly black cat for example we were having meetings daily as we approached okay are we what are we altering how are we changing things what's going on what information are we getting from them so it's i think what's hard is just expectations of yourself that look we're going to go through this after everyone we're going to adjust and see what is happening in this event world as we come out of the pandemic and are kind of bouncing along the surface of getting you know uh, escape velocity from the pandemic mm-hmm. if you will so i don't know there's no magic bullet answer i think it's just try not to take it you know try to take it day by day not take it personally and and dampen your expectations and make this rational decisions as you go through totally the flip side by the way is there is advantage we were there some of our competitors weren't and so it's an interesting um do you have an opportunity to get more mind share if that is the case so yeah that's that's an interesting insight where does this fit into the overall strategy is it more like hey we're coming out of the pandemic let's experiment a little bit with events or hey lots riding on this we're investing a lot into it where where are you kind of framing events in your mind as we as we think about the rest of the year well i think events are there's many different type of events and so i think the large trade shows are the ones and there's not a, a large well, there's a couple of them for the remaining of the year that will be interesting to see what happens i think what i'm more concerned about or trying to figure out is these more local partner events where you know those are highly leveraged i think easy to more intimate kind of more directly attached to a a region and a salesperson and helping them drive pipeline most directly those are the ones that i think are going to be perhaps the most hardest to predict but they also i think are the most flexible in terms of timing and adjustments you can do you know very close to the event i look at it as the big events you have to keep an eye on and see what's going to happen and i think those larger events you know the, the venues running them also have a lot to deal with from state regulations from their brand decision um, so that's a whole other piece you have to take into consideration you know depending on what states you're in it's going to be interesting to see what the states do so yeah exactly as we're wrapping up this podcast uh, what advice do you have for other marketers out there could be event strategy could be any other key words of wisdom insights yeah what's the main takeaways be from you i mean i think the main takeaways especially for the times we're in right now are remain very flexible because just like digital channels right we saw during the pandemic we saw a lot of engagement there and i think we've seen and i think most people have as as you come out of this there was june july people were my gosh i can go on vacation i can do stuff you see a little downturn in that perhaps but now it's coming back i mean it's your predictability it's going to be a very anxious time and i would just make sure you're communicating well with your constituents whether it's your sales leaders and or your your ceo or you know other people you're working with make sure they understand there's a highly volatile time here's what we know we can predict and what we can't here's what we're doing to adapt and we need direct feedback of what's working and what's not i think my biggest guidance would be one be adaptive to communicate with your constituents don't don't hide it all that this is a pretty unpredictable time like communicate that and then they're feeling it too so um i think sales interactions are changing as well so i think that's the biggest thing for me totally i love that well dimitri it's been amazing to have you on the podcast appreciate you 
taking some time out of your busy day and share some wisdom and insights with us. Uh, no problem. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Ice. I, uh, Thank it you. was fun to do. Thanks.